Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We are um, battle ready and we're getting ready to start again in the book of Revelation. I think we finished up about Revelation chapter 16 verse 12. I think we were at the sixth vial. Um, we're glad you joined us. Hope we can just read Bible study together, um, pick something out of the God's Word. So Laura, lead us in. Tell us how you want us to start today. Well, the first thing I wanted to say was I'm very glad to be doing this with you. Oh, thank you. And I feel like um, I it's just a very big angel. It's a very big blessing because you always bring heart to it and you always bring a lot of wisdom to it. And I have been meaning to say that for a long time and then felt like I'd make you feel awkward. But I am very, very glad that we get to do this together because it has meant a lot for me to grow up a little bit in the Bible to get ready to do this. I don't know how else to say that, but thank you. Well, I feel the same way. I think you have your father's gift well, of being able to read and interpret, and I think that's a wonderful I thing. I think a lot of what people... What I think is it's nice to be able to have someone intelligent. <laughs> You're very sweet. Start to talk to... Tell us where we are. I like it. So when we, we talk about the sixth vial, that means that these... There are seven in total of the wrath of God that's been poured out on the earth. This is the last section of judgment. When these judgments are over, earth itself will be over. And, and a new heaven and a new earth will be revealed to us in the book of Revelation where God's intending to take his people and how he will be with them there. But we are on the sixth one, so we're nearing the very end. And if you just want to start reading so for, so from 12 to 16 in Revelation chapter 16. So I know way. we've said it before, but we had seven <laughs> seals. We had, And when you say seven seals, a scroll was presented, and that scroll was only able to be opened by Jesus Christ himself. Sorry, we're having Sorry. some technical difficulties. By Jesus Christ himself, he was the only one who had the authority to open those scrolls. Each one of them was like a holding back of God's judgment to give time for people to turn and acknowledge God. Mm -hmm. and then in that seventh seal begin seven trumpets. Mm -hmm. Seven huge, big announcements of sorts. Announcements that, again, gave more time for people to turn mm -hmm. and to acknowledge God, but they didn't. These, these seven more warnings, these cataclysmic events, mm -hmm. inside the seventh trumpet are the seven bowls or we said they're like a censer or like a vial they call it a vial it's called a vial in the king james but it's really like a bowl or a censer that you would burn incense in that are turned over mm -hmm. by these angels and they actually are the judgments of god and again though and, and seven of them before it's over so again that that patience of god to not snap them out of existence in an instant Mm -hmm. Right, but to show and, and all the things there. that have woven into around this too are the revealing of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, the sealing of 144,000. There's a lot of things going on kind of at the same time. And another really important thing to remember is the book of Revelation is not completely linear. Right. So sometimes we're talking about something that's something very, that's happened, and in point. the next chapter we're going back to the beginning of the thing mm -hmm. and how it happened. And the next chapter we might go to what happened right before that mm -hmm. that made that possible for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And Jewish books do that. 
in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So that's okay. They even do that in the Gospels. They'll say something about Jesus and they'll go back a little bit to something that happened. So we we know that that's okay. That's the way it goes. But you can't read it and just think one after another after another. That's not Generally, you have to make sure you know what they're referring to. And just, uh, just and another thing yep. that comes up in this next chapter that we're going to be going into, hopefully we get to 17, is that we keep seeing John getting different perspectives. He'll get a perspective, perspective shown to him by God and these angels from earth itself, and he'll get a perspective from heaven and heaven's point of view of things, and that's going to happen again in chapter 17. So, True. And just for the sake of... Um, um, I'm, I struggle tonight with my words, but just for the sake of making sure we hear it, when we started verse or chapter 16 in the first verse, it says, "Pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth." Mm-hmm. So it isn't what it, this is. What it is, this is the wrath that is appointed for those who are left here that are not believers. We've also talked about um, those that will be saved during this time period, the Jewish people that will recognize who he is, the fountain that's open, will see some of that. Um, Before we talk about that, just to make that make sense, mm-hmm. if you're not a Bible student and you haven't heard a lot of things, mm-hmm. the early preview type of this activity happens in Egypt when Moses is used by God to bring God's children out of Egypt. And I want you to think about the the people of Israel had been in slavery for 400 years, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And God uses a series of miraculous events, these nine plagues, Mm -hmm. to free his people, ending with the last one, right? Mm -hmm. And to free his people and take them into a new land. That was a miniature picture, a type of what we're seeing here. God is using these trumpets and these vials and these, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These things. These are the, he's, these seals. He's using these to take his people that he has promised, right? And take them to the new heaven and the new earth that he intends to give them. And he is going to destroy the enemies just like he did in Egypt. And the reason I say that is because I was thinking about that when I was coming up here. Why nine plagues? Why doesn't God just go in and we send a lightning bolt and we kill Pharaoh and we strike everybody in Egypt dead and we march out the first day, right? He doesn't do it that way. He doesn't think like man does. He, he sends nine long plagues nine warnings and opportunities. There were people of Egypt who left with the Israelites, by the way, to save all that he could save. But but why does he do all that? Why does he come down and interfere in the lives of slaves in Egypt? Mm -hmm. you got to go even further back, right? Because he told Abraham. To Abraham. He said. God said, Abraham, look up into the sky. You see those stars there? I'm going to give you children like the stars in heaven, and I'm going to give them a land. I'm going to I'm going to be with them. That's what he tells them. That's what he tells. He says, "Look at the look at the sand on the sea. That's going to be your family, Abraham, and I'm going to be with them. And whoever blesses them, I will bless. And whoever curses them, I will curse. And the word of God is true forever and ever. Amen." And he meant it. And don't forget that up until that point, and that's our next Sunday school lesson, but don't forget up until that point, it's just everybody. There right. is no special family well, or special there is, there is, because starting at Seth, 
And that's where we men go. began to call upon the name of the Lord, right? Yes. And, and Enoch, he says, they are calling on me. And, now we and, we're, and, and I don't want to say all of that because we're going to get to that in this lesson. Mm -hmm. But what I want, the point I want to bring out is that God promised Abraham something, and it is impossible for God not to keep his promise. That is true. So when they are slaves in Egypt, it is impossible for God not to visit them there and take them to the land he promised. Mm -hmm. And whatever has to be fought mm -hmm. that would keep them from Getting fulfilling, mm -hmm. having the fulfillment of God's promise is going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. That's the same exact picture. When we get to chapter 16 and 17 and in the, the book of Revelation. And the wonderful thing about the book of Revelation, in my, in my mind, and it, it might just be that I'm old and you know, ridiculous, but in my mind, there are so many places. We're, we're kind of going through really rather fast when you think about Very how we, we should be studying Revelation. But when you, when you really slow down and study, the whole, everything previous, there are examples of and pictures of and situations similar that you can keep building because God is a God here. of patterns and he is a God and of he patterns. never changes mm -hmm. and we talk many times and if you've done listen to this Bible study at all about the ripples of history and how things are the same and the old over and people, over and over again the old time right? people that taught that were you know involved in teaching me a long time ago called it types and shadows Here's what you're seeing. You're seeing something in advance. This is going to happen in greater detail later, but here's a piece and here's a picture and here's some more and here's a, and then by the time you get over here, you can start to put all those pieces together and you see a picture of God, which is what the revelation of Jesus is all about, right? Mm -hmm. Revealing God, who he is, what his nature is. All these books do that. It speaks of him. I'm with you. So, so let's read so verse 12 through 16. Verse 12 chapter of chapter 16. 16 says, this is the sixth file. Now, just for, just for the recap real quick. The first one was sores that fell upon men. The which, second one... Wait, wait, wait. See, so she's talking about the vials as they're poured out. Mm -hmm. This horrible sore of those that took the mark of the beast. And Guess sore. what? That was in Egypt too. Mm -hmm. They received boils upon their flesh. Mm -hmm. What's the next the one? The second was poured out uh, on the sea and it became as blood of a Guess dead what? man. Guess what? In Egypt... The river was turned to blood and the fresh water was turned to blood everywhere but in Goshen they had to drink that dead blood because they had killed the innocents they murdered the Hebrew babies and the, and the third and murdered them. is the same thing it's the it's, it's, it's again the, uh, the fresh water uh, the fresh water and so, it says and I heard the angel say O Lord which art and was and shall be because thou hast judged thus for they have shed the blood of saints again and they murdered prophets. believers in Christ so they're not getting and something. And God says, here, drink what you did. Yeah. You're, and, and that's the whole point. Have what you had. Sorry, I don't know yeah. if I'll say this right, but isn't that the whole point of Christ? Him accepting yeah. the sin debt we can't pay. Okay, so you did it. you got to try to do this If yourself. you reject you Christ, you've got, to, you've got to handle it. Yeah. Right. And then the fourth one was the power on the sun to scorch men with fire. Great heat. Kind of like a famine. Mm -hmm. Kind of mm -hmm. like a complete right whatever except way worse because now we are at the, the real deal well, not the preview it's premium it's max but what i'm saying is it happened in egypt mm -hmm. it did right so this is this is the fulfillment of what that tried to show, show picture of mm -hmm. and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast mm -hmm. and his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain i i always that phrase always makes me shudder a little bit and blaspheme the god of heaven 
because of their pains and their sores, and but that didn't cause them to repent because right. they did not. So now we're at the sixth vial, mm -hmm. um, and there is seven in total. So the sixth vial, verse 12, says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Interestingly enough, the Roman Empire, which is in power when John is writing this, mm -hmm. the river Euphrates was much wider and much deeper than it is today. Mm -hmm. And it was a barrier to the lands that they ruled at that time from east to west. the nations in the east, from India, from China, from those places marching in mm -hmm. and taking over. They, did, they, they were not able to take armies across like they, if they would have been would have been a big issue for the Roman Empire. It was a protective border. Now we have with this file, that river is drying up. Look it up, Google it. It is at the lowest point it's ever been in recorded history today. Mm -hmm. The Euphrates River is at an all-time low. Does that mean the Lord's coming tomorrow? He can anytime he wants to. There's nothing left that he has to do yep. to not let this happen. But that doesn't mean that. That means that we see the times Drawing near. Drawing near. We see the possibility of these things happening. Mm -hmm. And it is drying right now. It, it is, is the lowest it's been. But at that time, it'll dry up completely. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, that opens up Israel. That opens up the Middle East to an attack from the East. Mm -hmm. To all these armies gathering together for a battle. Mm -hmm. Right? And if, if the Lord is standing in Zion to defend his people, mm -hmm. right? Which we, we've seen in the previous chapters. Imagine when all the earth starts coming in to defeat, to fight against him, the way he's been made clear. Mm -hmm. And you right? hear the name Euphrates mentioned before. Do you remember where? One of the places? I mean, it's in a lot of places, I think. It's in a lot of places, but it also was one of the four that surrounded the garden. That surrounded the garden, garden. yes. So whether it's the same one after the know, flood, would make, you know, because everything's changed by the flood. Yep, who knows? But, but, but still, they use that name again. It's still, been important for all time. I, I was going to look up yeah. what that word meant, and I forgot to look that up. So maybe someone mm. will look it up and tell us. Okay. Um, and verse 13, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So what do we have? We have Satan. the spirit. We have the father. The son, the unholy Holy father, Trinity, the right? unholy son, and the old unholy. So you had that original beast of political power, and that false prophet who becomes the second beast, mm -hmm. who also has monetary, economic, and spiritual power. Mm -hmm. And then you have what was the third one? Satan himself, which mm -hmm. is the dragon. And the, uh, right. So the uh, minister of propaganda, that false prophet. Let's, if, do you? I would like. I'll wait till you get to sixteen, and then I want to talk about those frogs. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. I just want to point out. That. Which is at the plain at the bottom of Mount Megiddo, mm -hmm. right? There's a yeah. hill, there's a mountain, and there's a plain that's mm -hmm. wide. And there's mm -hmm. been a lot of spiritual battles happening in that place. But I'm not going to talk mm -hmm. about them again. Mm -hmm. See the previous lesson. We talked yeah, about the things that were fought there. 
But this is a place where great spiritual conflict has occurred before, and, and the greatest spiritual conflict will occur there in the future. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about those frogs. So it says the river dries out. These are not actual frogs, right? These are these right. are demonic spirits that come out of this river. And I've thought all day, mm -hmm. and I've looked up things about why frogs. Mm -hmm. So from this point out, here's my little sermon. Okay, that is not a sermon. I'm not preaching. <laughs> I wish you would. Yeah, I, know I know that. I know that. But what, the that. only thing I mean by <laughs> that is, here's my little thing. Here's your you little can take it or leave it. But mm -hmm. here's where I'm going to put in my two cents. Okay. Mm -hmm. From this point on in the book of Revelation, until you get the wrap-up at the end, every commentary you read starts putting specific denominations, specific names to things, specific countries and things to these descriptions, mm -hmm. mostly of people who don't think like them. Okay, mm -hmm. and including the frogs. If you, mm -hmm. and I'm not even going to tell you what they say, but they, well, they'll talk about these frogs being certain religious, loud mm -hmm. things. The problem you have if you start being very specific about things that God does not become very specific about mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that you're missing the big picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everything that is not of Christ is antichrist. Mm -hmm. Everything that is not the one true church of God is part of the prostitute or the apostate church. Mm -hmm. All of it together. Everything that's not right? of faith is So when sin. you try to make it one thing, here's what happens. You say, I say this is such and such a church or such and such a movement. The problem is then the people that listen to you and believe you say, if I'm not of that church or I'm not of that movement, then I don't have to worry about this. And the problem is, everywhere, mm -hmm. the world system that is Antichrist exists with a thousand names, mm -hmm. right? And, and the one true church, God does not care about what's on your, door. your church sign. Mm -hmm. He is not a, a, he says many times, he is no respecter of persons. In other words, that will get you nowhere mm -hmm. where you go to church. Right. Right? Absolutely, you're not yeah. safe because you entered the right building. Or the right church, or you're in the right process or you do the right pattern or you say the right words or you you're right and I don't mean this offensively but I am not a Christian because Jesus is a nice philosopher no. and I'm not a Christian because I like his teachings although I do mm -hmm. I am a Christian because when I surrendered to him one day after hearing the gospel the blood of Christ was applied to me and I the Bible says you must be born again mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. which means completely made new Mm -hmm. If I go to any church that doesn't teach that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven and you must be born again, I'm in an apostate church. Mm -hmm. Whether that church, and I don't mean to go on and on about this. I thought no, it was the truth. It's true. Whether that church tells you don't worry about your sin, mm -hmm. God loves you just as you are, you don't have to change anything. Or whether that church tells you it's all about your holiness and righteousness and your per personal perfection that gets you into heaven. They're the same church. Because that's not what he said. Right? Mm -hmm. So it does, it, we start pointing a lot of fingers. But the truth is there is one church and, and there is one apostate church. And it's funny because we've talked about this before. But if we're not careful, we become very Phariseean in how we see the world and the church. And even good church people can get, you just say things and you don't even think about what you just said. Who you just kept out. 
who you just said no to, well, right? And and you might be right. Right. But you can't pay, you don't get to pick that. No. What you do know is what the gospel is and what mm -hmm. the gospel says. What you do know is what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And you do know that when people don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord mm -hmm. and become born again Christians, right? Mm -hmm. That whatever they're teaching in replacement of that, in compromise of that, no matter how holy it looks, is an apostate church. Mm -hmm. and notice, or how unholy it and looks. And notice in verse 15, right? it's in red. Jesus comes back right here to say, I come as a thief. I'm not, it's not, be ready, be watching, keep your garments, don't walk naked, don't let them see your shame. Hold that thought. Mm -hmm. I will. Let me get these frogs and let's come right back to that. Okay. So I've got frogs. Sorry. That's okay. I want to do that next. I don't want to miss that, but I don't also don't want to skip the frogs. I said all that to talk about frogs. Mm -hmm. What we know about frogs is they are amphibians. What they try to do is live in two worlds. Mm -hmm. Water and they, land. They start out a water creature like a fish, and then they move to land, and they can live equally well in both world, mm -hmm. worlds. I think the reason that these demonic spirits that are going to stir up all these nations mm -hmm. to fight in a battle against Christ are depicted as frogs. Like maybe they look like giant frogs. I mean, it could be that literal. God can do anything he wants. But I think the reason they're depicted as frogs is because they look righteous and holy. They, they have a foot in both worlds. Mm -hmm. They have a foot in political power, and they have a foot in religion. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. They, they live in both worlds equally well, equally skillfully. Because they're going to go to all these other nations. This is what we're going to read about in chapter 17. Uh -huh. And they're going to entice them to come and fight a battle in this plane. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to say, you're evil, vile people. Let's all be evil and vile together. They're going to say, let's fight for the good and the right. Mm -hmm. And once and for all, establish all a religion of peace and a, re and a religion that we can be in control and you're going to hear more about that in chapter 17. And it's going to sound lofty and wonderful because they are equally skilled mm -hmm. in both worlds. Guess what? But it's fallen angels and demons but don't once look, lived in heaven. Yeah, but don't look at don't forget verse 14 what it says. It <clears> says, <throat> "For they are spirits of devils working miracles." Miracles. Working miracles. Working miracles. That's which what I mean. forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They're not, they don't, I don't think they're saying to people, let's go fight God Almighty. No, because. But maybe they are. But I think they're saying to them, look at these miracles. Look at these spiritual signs. Look at all these things. My point was, they, they saw heaven. Mm -hmm. Fallen mm -hmm. angels were with Satan in heaven before they were cast out. Mm -hmm. So I think they're very skilled in speaking in, in false mm -hmm. religion, in yeah. false holy things. And God doesn't stop them. <clears throat> he lets them do what they're attending to do. Which goes back to Exodus. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's these verses of Exodus, and when it's saying, you know, Pharaoh is almost persuaded... But when he decides he's not going to do what God told him to do through Moses, it says, and God hardened his heart. We're at this point in judgment where we've had trumpets and seals and vials and these bowls and all this judgment of the earth. And it keeps telling you after the end of each one, and they did not repent, like you mentioned before. And then it comes to when they take the mark of the beast, those who take that mark of the beast, they no longer have the opportunity to repent. Mm -hmm. God has hardened their hearts, heart. but also, let's, and he's going to let them deceive let's make them. A, let's make a comparison because Mark asks a good question. Mark says, "So the frogs in Exodus are real, 
the frogs in Revelation are they spiritual. They very well, uh, is, I, they uh, are asking, real. Is, is that what you're saying? And I'm not saying well, that. What I'm no. saying is they, they, they are the real, about, but what I think they are, what I think they are and what they will look like now, this is what I think. This is not I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it like John saw it. But what I think is you have people, you have demonic beings. Compare them. Compare the frogs in Egypt. <clears throat> what were they? They were everywhere. They were in the cooking troughs. They were on the tables. They were in the yards. They were on the furniture. They were everywhere. And that, that fact that they're everywhere means they are able to live successfully no in where. every mm -hmm. realm. So, do you know what I mean? They are able to talk politically if we need to talk politically, talk spiritually if we, we need to talk spiritually, talk economically if we need to talk economically. They have that ability, like an amphibian, mm -hmm. right, of being God, able to live in both. And remember the God that they represented <clears throat> in Egypt? The false <clears throat> God that they represented, I can't think of his name. They worshiped the frog. Mm -hmm. That They worshiped that God. But right. isn't that what we're doing But they were here? an abomination. To the God's people. Mm -hmm. So now these yeah. frogs should it all of that sort of comes with it. Not you know, maybe they'll he sees three stars. These out. three beings, mm -hmm. these three demons come out of the Euphrates River. Mm -hmm. And their job is to go among all the nations mm -hmm. and rally them to to meet. I told you the river's dry, so not, there's nothing stopping people from the east. There's nothing stopping people from the west. That's what this plain is like. There's nothing stopping people from the north. They can come right on in. And they're all gathering to battle. Mm -hmm. Again, and they, I don't know what they have been told they're fighting, or if they have been specifically told they're fighting the Lord. But they're not But repenting. that's who they're fighting. But they're not, but they're not concerned. Their hearts have been hardened. Mm -hmm. They're not concerned with And that. God is not stopping the deception because they've turned away truth time after and time like after everything time. everything else, every judgment in Scripture. Just like Pharaoh. God allows them right? to do these things to fulfill his will. By the time Pharaoh is in the middle of that parted Red Sea. He should have realized before he even got in the Red Sea, but his fate is sealed. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Moses said that. Th there's no repenting. Now, when he starts to see the water come in, there's no time to repent. Behold, I come quickly. That's, what, that's why I wanted to get there next. There's no time for him to turn and say, I no, 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 I was wrong about this. Because he's been given over, the, the New Testament says he's given over to a reprobate mind. There's no reaching him to anymore be to damned. be a lie and to be damned. And that's that's the New Testament version of, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And didn't that And happen? this version of, you've, you've taken the mark of the beast, mm -hmm. despite the gospel that was preached and by those witnesses all over and the warnings. You've, you've pledged your allegiance to this satanic ruler mm -hmm. that isn't hasn't hidden anymore mm -hmm. right it's obvious who he is and you've pledged your allegiance to this behold i come quickly and that quickly really throws people off because i've heard people argue that the bible's not true because new testament believers thought he was coming in their day not if you read what they wrote if you read what john writes about it in the book of revelation others i mean they didn't know when he was coming they were to be prepared as if he were coming in that day but he describes, I come quickly in the book of Revelation. He's like, if you're a liar, you're a liar still. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you are a blasphemer, you're a blasphemer still. And if you are righteous, you are righteous still. In other words, not quickly like in the next five minutes. We've talked about this many times, but quickly like you will not have time to try to bluff your way as out of this situation. That, that line about as the tree falls. It's Pharaoh in the middle of the Red Sea time. Mm -hmm. Or Noah before right? as the door shuts. When that water starts falling, it's over. Mm -hmm. 
and right? He, and, and that's where we are. And you can't, you can't um, plead you didn't know because he's told you time and time and you time. You don't. That, now read your verse again, 15. Verse 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Okay, let's talk about that because this is Jesus Christ speaking. That's red letters in my Bible. It's red letters if you have a red letter edition. He says, how does a thief come? The, the thief, he says earlier when he's talking to his he's disciples, mm -hmm. if you knew what hour the thief came, You'd have been there you would have been sitting yourself. there ready with to, to We would be sitting there ready with a shotgun. They would be sitting there ready mm -hmm. with a club or whatever mm -hmm. they needed to defend themselves. If I knew he was coming, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have a chance, right? Mm -hmm. But he said, I come as a thief. You will have no time to prepare. So you better have your clothes on. You better be ready. That's what he says right here. It, you, you better have your garments on. Or you, because what's going to happen when the thief comes? He, if he comes to attack your family, your family's going to run out of the house, right? What did he say? And you're not going to be prepared. Right? I'm taking a little have literal your, Have your staff in your hand. Have your shoes be on ready. your feet. Have everything because we don't have to So Christian, you are in a perpetual state of right. watching. Mm -hmm. You are in a perpetual state of ready. You can't let down. And it's not like you don't have a life and I don't know how to explain like people might hear that and think that I mean all you can do is pray and read your Bible I'm that's not what I mean he said for you to occupy until he comes in other words you are a born, born again Christian a believer you live like it every day you think like it you talk like it you act like it you don't have to change or bluff or prepare to see him he can come anytime he wants because you know what You're I'll be glad to see him your life, right? your life you already your should be... You put your sins under the blood. And your life should already be that light. You already should be speaking truth. That right? does not mean you're perfect. Uh, absolutely. But that means your blood, your sins have been covered by the blood. You're ready. Mm -hmm. And should he come in the next second, and you're not thinking, oh no, you're thinking, I love him. Well, and the other part <laughs> is, don't forget about your ten virgins. Don't forget about the oil Keep in their yourself. lamp. You had to be go. They went out because they heard he was coming and said, oh, I better go get some. It's too late. He's here. Because you right? can't, there's no time got, to do you've it. Got, you've got the opportunity now to make your calling and your election sure. And it doesn't matter. And this is the part that I guess I'm learning the hard way a little bit, is it doesn't matter what anybody else does or did or should have done. It's you. I, I can't rest on what you do or what Kate does or what Rick or what did building or I what enter. building I'm at. I, my job is to stay ready. My job is to make sure other people see Christ and glorify God through my actions. Do I and get that right say, all the and time? Again, no. Yep. But, but, I, but it's stay not... Stay ready. Have a relationship with Christ. You've got to have that relationship. It doesn't right. matter who else had it or what else. You I mean, we can talk the talk. We know the words. And anybody that's been in church a long time, you know the words. You know the talk. You know what you're supposed to say. But way down deep in your heart, are you doing what Which you said? relates to what we're going to read in chapter 16 when we talk about the church and the apostate church mm -hmm. and the false church. This because is a big group of people. If I try to put that church. in an example that you know and you can touch and you've seen, I, you could have two couples that both legally have a document in their house that says they're married. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But if this couple does not have a relationship, if they are unfaithful, unloyal to one another, they don't care about one another, they hate one another, they're living in the same house, and they've got that piece of paper, but they don't, they don't love each other, they don't do anything together, they're having affairs, they're doing... This is an apostate church. Mm -hmm. You say you're married, you still have the same last name, maybe. Mm -hmm. That's not a marriage. Mm -hmm. 
to have a, the true church has a relationship with Christ, like a wife and a husband who have a relationship together. They may not always be perfect. They may mess up and have to argue. It, it, not Christ will mess up, but we'll mess up and have something we have to confess and repent of and get right. But there's a relationship there that is the primary important thing in their lives. And it's the most important thing. And so don't forget too, and I, and I don't know if I'll say this right, so help me because my words are, I'm struggling with words tonight, but there's also now a generation of people who won't get the paper. Right. Because we really don't really want to be that committed. Because, because people aren't meant to be monogamous. Right. We're not really going to be that right. committed. We're doing sort of the right things and we're living mm -hmm. sort of the right way, but we don't really want that paper that says we're married. So you're not. And the interesting thing about, so you're not. And the interesting thing about this, this one we're going to see in verse 17, it never calls her the bride. Mm -hmm. Of the out of the antichrist, she she's calls not. her a harlot. Right. It, it, so there's a whole, and I know we're we're almost to chapter seventeen, right. but there's a whole bunch. So it's it's a picture of kind of like what should mm -hmm. be the bride of the antichrist, but I don't know that they're married. And obviously, they're well, because you know they what? devour, he devours her fear in the end anyway. It's it's that picture. Mm -hmm. It is that picture. So in other words, you will not have time to fake it when mm -hmm. he appears. Mm -hmm. You'll have to be what you are and then and you have to have a relationship and and that's all through scripture so you can go back through all kinds of verses old and new testament and find we've been 2020 years in a state of ready we better the be church of god the, there's only one church mm -hmm. and the church is ready mm -hmm. the false church if you're a part of that you're not ready you're not worried about being ready because it's not real to you. It's not some. It's not the it's primary not a, relationship a, of your life. It's, there's no loyalty. It's a, it's kind of. I mean, but the Church of God has been ready for ready. 2020 years. The Church of God are the people that are born again and that are looking for His appearing. Mm -hmm. I mean that. And, and <laughs> because you're ready for Him to come, you I mean, have a relationship. I mean, with think him. about where you are in different stages of your life. Now, I'm almost ready to retire. You're just now coming into the where the kids are starting to be grown and leaving home and doing their own thing. There's people that we know who have just had babies and they're just now starting. And in every phase of our lives, we are occupied with many things, lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. But we have to stay focused. But Christ is not separate from that no, stuff. No, he is not. Christ is the focus of that stuff. You, your babies you're raising for Christ. Your you're, adult children you're raising... Your retirement is about him, but we—you know what I mean. But it, it's we, a relationship primary. But we on on Earth as humans sometimes think that it's either or, mm -mm. and it's not—it's not, it's not mm -mm. either or. If you aren't, if you don't have that relationship when they're little, you've missed this opportunity to make or sure that them. they're not the ones caught up in this stuff. And it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes they're sick at night, and the bottles are food and bills. No, what'll be hard? Is watching them be cast into a lake of fire Absolutely. because you didn't. That's going to be hard. Yeah. And you and them right behind you. Yeah. What what's what this? His yoke is easy and his burdens light. You just have to be ready. You not have to have a relationship. Ready. It's not something that just happens. You have to put effort into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people that I love dearly, and they're good people, but they're lazy and they don't want to make they you know I just rather not do that today I'd rather no <laughs> that's that's the and you're kind exactly of people. right but it's even more than what you do it's what you are it's what you are it is absolutely it's what you are. are if you're born again it's what you are it you affects. can't do it you no. are it right 
I said that wrong. Yes, you're right. And you, it reflects in how you pay your bills. It reflects in how you keep your, I mean, everything. everything. Everything about what you do is you either are or you are not. That's why, going back to Exodus again, the picture of the two different kinds of life is leavened and unleavened bread. Mm -hmm. So leaven is just yeast. If you put yeast into a loaf of bread, you can't divide the leaven back out. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Every bit of the loaf has leaven in it, right? Mm -hmm. And unleavened bread, every bit of the loaf has no leaven in it. They're very different things, mm -hmm. right? They're very different things. Mm -hmm. A life surrendered to Christ, a born-again Christian life, is not perfect, but yeah. it is a very different thing than and, one that is and, not. And here's the thing that we should say, maybe maybe people know this already, maybe this is too fundamental, but if the Bible was written by people that wanted to show you to be perfect, you wouldn't have all of our saints and our examples and our heroes of the faith do such terrible, horrible, awful things that they do. Because they all sin, they all fall short, they all are prideful, they, you know, there's different things that but they, they do. But they all believed God. But they believe God. Right? <laughs> they and believe that's Him. the key. They believe him. And they believe him primarily. And if you wanted to go through that list in Hebrews chapter 11, which there we already is. did when we taught Hebrews, but if you wanted to go through that list of the heroes of the Hall of Faith, every single story tells an example of Christ. Every single story is a, a picture of Jesus Christ. They Just believed like God and they showed Christ before he came. That's right. Right? So, I mean, it's, it's really a He's stark coming. contrast and you're not going to have time and it wouldn't do you any good anyway to fake it. Because he won't be full. You can't straddle. You can't be in two worlds at the same time. You're not an amphibian. <laughs> you. You're not. You're, You're not made for. You were born made for this world. But when you were born again, you're not made for this world anymore. You're made for a new one. Thank you, Carol. Carol looked up the word Euphrates. In Hebrew, it means fruitful. Okay. Which makes sense because it's in the Fertile Crescent. Mm -hmm. It's the place where everything gets started. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect. Thank you, Carol. Okay. And the seventh vial, verse 17. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It's done. It is done. Kind of like it is finished. Exactly like You it either finished. heard, It is finished at the cross of Christ. I'm talking about you and me. Mm -hmm. As in, he finished paying your sin debt for all time. Mm -hmm. Right? He mm -hmm. finished it. Or you're going to hear, it's done. Mm -hmm. Opportunity and time is done. done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. You want to talk again about little pictures of this thing. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. When God judged the earth the first time, this is not a myth, this is truth. In the days of Noah, it tells us not only did it rain, but the fountains of the great deep were broken up. If you ever see what Christian scientists have simulated about how that event would have happened and what, would it, what the catastrophe would be, it's a great earthquake. It's a splitting mm -hmm. of those fountains of the great deep, the splitting of the plates of the earth, mm -hmm. that first judgment. And this tells you at this final judgment, he told Noah, he said, I won't flood the whole earth again, but I will judge it with fire, mm -hmm. right? And this second great earthquake mm -hmm. is an even more destructive force as never has been known mm -hmm. on the and earth. Listen. And it says, verse 19, in the great city, was divided into three What's parts. What's the great city? 
I'm going with Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And the cities of the nations You know, Jerusalem's divided in three parts today. Already. Yep. Politically, mm -hmm. it's, it has a Jewish section, it has a Muslim section, and it it's has a Christian Jewish. section. Mm -hmm. It's already divided, but when that great earthquake comes, it's going to be physically divided. And then listen to this. And the cities of the nations fell. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think about, think about that. And the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Mm -hmm. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And yet <laughs> men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceedingly great. And my, my little review says that a talent is about as much as a man could carry in a day, but it, it was about 100 pounds weight at least. So hail, hail 100, 100 pounds weight. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was pretty, that would be awful. And yeah. yet, they, they blaspheme God. God. Still. So because their heart's been hard. So they are absolutely have made this choice that they can't turn around. They, they won't, they won't turn, turn around. So, that's the end of I 16. I don't know where we are in time, how far we want to get into 17. Um, you've got 20 more minutes. So okay, we're going to go ahead and start. Okay. So, chapter 17. So, that now the vials have all been poured out. And now we start to see pictures of a few things. Kind of details within the last one mm -hmm. and forward. going forward again and we're backing and up on this time and i think that's so important because if you don't understand that when you read jewish literature sometimes it can get very confusing and in this next chapter especially sometimes we get a view from where john is sitting right this minute mm -hmm. like when he talks about so many kingdoms well he's only seen that many mm -hmm. and then he'll say but there's 10 yeah because there's more to come mm -hmm. and you know what i mean mm -hmm. we get from where he is to where, where we are so what we haven't seen yet. <clears throat> so that this is not linear, but this is like a close-up of what the world is like when this so happens. So what have we just learned after. about Jesus? Because we're supposed to be revealing Jesus. So in verse 16, we have wrath. Mm -hmm. We have the wrath of God. And it says we're not appointed under wrath. For the Those. point of what, though? To take his own mm -hmm. into the land that he promised them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That new heaven and the new earth. To defend them against their enemies. This crowd has been the one slaughtering believers in Christ. This crowd has been the one doing every vile abomination under un, that they can think of mm -hmm. in opposition to anybody that believes in the one true God. Mm -hmm. Th these are set in stone enemies to God and they've devoted themselves to Satan. So we're not just talking about God being mean to people. We're talking about God rescuing His people. And, and God redeeming his people and taking them exactly where he promised he'd take them, just like he did those Hebrew slaves. And don't and forget that the vials, he said, you're worth, they're worthy because they did these things. So, you know, yeah. they killed, they drank blood. That there's, there's, this is justice. There's just, there's consequences. And, yeah. and, and sometimes I think we... And you set your own. That's the sad part. You set your own consequences. When you, like you're saying, that murder of the innocents, and you have to drink the consequence of that. Mm -hmm. You did it. Mm -hmm. you, and you had every right to. But it you, is the wrath of God. And you rallied in the street. I mean, you rallied and you were right, and you knew you were right. right. And, and it was completely against what God had said to do. Mm -hmm. So, verse 1 of chapter 17. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Okay. 
with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-covered beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Mm -hmm. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. So let's talk about her. This is the place where people start throwing names and they feel so confident that they know. But this is the entire world system that has been antichrist since just after the Tower of Babylon. Remember, I remember John. That's why her name's Babylon, by the way. And there, the Bible tells you about a man who was great, mighty, he doesn't say great, it says mighty in the earth, whose name was Nimrod. Nimrod was a mighty man right around the time of Babel. And what's funny about the Tower of Babel, when everybody gets together and decides they're going to fight against God, they're going to build this tower so that if God decides to flood the earth again, although he said he wouldn't, if he decides to do it, they're ready for it. Mm -hmm, the they're, they're, they're gonna, they'll be able to fight against that judgment. They, won't ha they, they are building their tower mm -hmm. to set themselves against God. And don't forget, too, in that tower or in that city are all, I, 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 I don't know how to say this the right way, so again, forgive me, but mysticism, astrology, zodiac, the, all the, the seeds, the, of, the seeds of all the things. Because that the seeds are a of all those way things. To think about God than God. Don't because the seed of all those things starts is right here. I'm not going to acknowledge God as God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set myself against God and find a better way. It's the cradle. So, I heard one of the ministers, yeah. and I'm not sure who says it. So forgive me if I'm uh, copying somebody. But it's the cradle and the grave mm -hmm. of all the false religions. And you're going to see all later here them. that she has several children who. And the reason I tell you that he's right there in influence, right around the Tower of Babel, is when God confuses the languages of Babel and sends people out, and they can't live together because they can't communicate. They all carry the same religion with them. Mm -hmm. They use a lot of different names, mm -hmm. but they've got a pantheon of gods, and they're the gods of this and the gods of that, and they are all in opposition to what we're taught about, what the one true God is. And listen, that's covering the earth. The seeds start right there and that's in Babel. And the ones around Babel, Nimrod was deified. Mm -hmm. They gave him a new name. They called, I wrote it down, they called him Merodach, and it becomes Marduk, which becomes Zeus, which becomes Ashkelon for the Philistines, and becomes all these, he, he gets, he starts to get different dialects, but what that, they're worshiping this one who was mighty in the earth, who had in him the seed and remember, of all the false religion in the world. And remember, and just as, a, and Carol reminded me too, and I, I, I was going to say this, Carol, and I forgot. Babylon actually means confusion. It means confusion. So what's what did Satan do? Mm -hmm. He said, okay, I'll just let you start making your own religions and your own things. And I'm going to, and I, God is not, not the that, author of confusion. Let's talk about prostitutes. False, false religion is confusion. It keeps you away from, you because you like this. I like that idea. That makes sense. I think I'll do that. Right? At the very heart of it. 
Yes. Okay. Great whore. Yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about what a prostitute is. Why she's pictured this way. Mm-hmm. There's something appealing. She's very, very beautiful and very, very wealthy and very, very wealthy and very, very beautiful. But on top of that, the very nature of this kind of being is that you will compromise away anything for wealth, for power, mm-hmm. for control. So you take anything for that actually pleasure, would be for satisfaction. Well, for. It, we'll let the other people have the pleasure and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Give me the treasure. Mm-hmm. Because she's saying, I will compromise any, mm-hmm. any truth mm-hmm. about myself. I'm not trying to be harsh, it's but you why, hear what I'm saying? I will do anything mm-hmm. in order to receive mm-hmm. wealth and power. And wealth. That is not one group of people. Mm-hmm. That's human beings as a whole. Mm-hmm. I will come, I'll do anything I need to do to be successful. I'll do anything I need to do to, to enrich myself. Yes, there are churches that come to your mind that are all about money and wealth and power, and they compromise the Word of God. It should come to your mind because that's what he's talking about. But it, it's also an entire world system mm-hmm. that says, I, this is the greatest value. It doesn't matter what I have to compromise or what I have to be disloyal to in order to get it. Mm-hmm. I'll be loyal to the person who gives me the most. Mm-hmm. That's what that's this but I'm really right? but I'm really loyal to every, I'm not really loyal to anybody. I'm doing what makes me I'm doing something but it's full of filthiness. It's full of abomination. It's abomination. What's abomination? A lot of times in the Bible a an idol and an abomination are the same thing. So this this is a that any idol you want. You want to think of God like this? Think of God like this. You want to think of God like this? Think of God like this. You want to worship this person or that person? Or worship that them. Or that you like that, that philosopher? Mm-hmm. What she says is they're all the same. It does now, a person who is a wife, she has pledged to love one husband, be loyal to him for all their lives together. He does safely trust in her. And he, she, he is confident that she is not out for his Everything. bad, but she's for his good, mm-hmm. right? But the prostitute here, pictured here, she's not loyal to anybody. And she's a mystery. What she says is, my husband's no better than any of these other guys. As long as I can get what I want. And actually, I can probably right? have more fun with that one. Do you not hear people say all the time that we are all worshiping the same God just by different names? No, we're right. all, anybody who is religious is the same. Any, anything you want to do, as long as it's spiritual, go ahead and do that. That is the idea of the great whore. The great whore says, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not loyal to anyone. We're all mm-hmm. equal. And you know what? I think I think her trademark would be the word tolerance. Mm-hmm. She would say, don't make a difference between it. It doesn't matter. Because a, a loyal person, a wife, mm-hmm. makes a great difference between mm-hmm. her husband and every other man on earth. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a big difference. And it says, <laughs> with whom the kings of the earth, yes. the kings of the earth have committed fornication, Intimate mm-hmm. relationships when they are not supposed to be. Idol worship, too. And right? the inhabitants of the earth. That's how God describes idol worship in the Old Testament. He calls it fornication. Mm-hmm. He said, you have chased after a prostitute. Mm-hmm. So, and remember, so by having this religion that allows everything. In Ecclesiastes, think about all the things it says about a harlot. Don't right? do this. Right. Don't do that. Her, it Literally, the, the song, The Highway to Hell, in rock music, describes this woman. Mm-hmm. It, really, She's beautiful. But her bed is a, is the road to hell. Says. That's what it says in Proverbs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but what she says to these kings is, you can have religion, 
you don't have to have Christ. You, don't have to have you can have religion. You don't have to have a God who has standards that He has set and, and a, a character that He has set and requirements and, to meet. And here is something too. And it says, and the inhabitants, this is verse 2 of 17, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now, I'm going to talk, talk about drunk. I'm going to talk about Richie Neal for just a okay. minute because you uh, mentioned in his, talking to me earlier something Richie had said about being drunk. And I think that was the perfect... And you know I don't have any idea what you're talking about right this um, minute. No, that it, when, you, when you drink, <laughs> yeah. because the, the question always came up, and I'm not, we're not talking about whether or not you should drink or you should not drink. We're talking about being drunk. We're talking about being drunk. But, yeah. the, but the point was, young men think that you have to at least get drunk once in a while. I mean, you have to drink some. That's, that's what Our whole think. culture tells them. That. To everything, you're not a man until you mm -hmm. do these things. Now, I don't agree with that, but, you know, I'm not a man. <laughs> but... Richie's comment was, it it lowers your fear about it. It takes all away all your inhibitions. Yeah. Things that you would never do sober-minded, you will do drunk. Mm -hmm. Things that like unquestionably you know right from wrong, all of a sudden you don't, don't have any that. ability and to tell the difference. So bad. And that's what he, he his big warning to his children was: here's what everybody's telling you is is socially accepted of you, but when you do that, you lose judgment. You lose the ability. And you think think about drunkenness. Think about you lose the ability to walk where you want to walk. You lose the ability to control yourself. You lose the ability to think clearly. And, it's and, and if you are worshiping idols and thinking that that is going to get you to heaven. The inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk mm -hmm. with the wine the inability to of tell anymore. fornication. The kings they like can't it. tell anymore. And the earth doesn't know. In other words, things that if you were sober-minded... You would if you're believing the word of God, you would say, of course, these things are evil. Now you don't know. I might not. Maybe they're not that. evil. Maybe everything that we've been told is wrong is really right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where we are? Mm -hmm. That's where we are. In our culture, mm -hmm. what's wrong is now right. What's right is now wrong. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can be is someone who has a moral, mm -hmm. who makes a judgment about right or wrong, mm -hmm. whether or not you're being mean to anyone. If you matter. say this, you should not do. You're going to be all but crucified for you're that. You're going to be a target because how dare you and why? But if your inhibitions because, have dropped. Because you make right? me feel bad. You can't tell anyone. Right? It's like you, you... It's not enough to leave you alone in our culture. I have to celebrate your sin with you. And if I don't, then and I that's think what I'm better alcohol than you. would allow me to do. Does, it, mm -hmm. does that drunkenness make sense? Mm -hmm. It would. It would say, I don't even see right from wrong. Let's mm -hmm. just party. Mm -hmm. Right? That's where and you who are. Who wants to worry about that yeah. kind of stuff? So the, the biggest virtue is not worrying about or hurting anybody's feelings. It's interesting to me that she sits upon many waters. Right? She's everywhere. Many waters also can mean many lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Many peoples. Right. Um, she is with the kings of the earth. She has rulers accepted. She has been with them. She. Why do kings accept this person? I mean, I'm not trying to slow down forever. No, but it's but because it's politically expedient. It's politically expedient to say, all of this is okay. Because I want all of you to vote for me. I want all of you to keep me in power. I want all of you to think I'm okay. So everything is okay. Right? As long as, it's done to, as, long as you can... Now listen, yeah. I'm not saying every person. I'm saying every philosophy, every idea, every belief. It's all equal. Because then that keeps me in a position of power. I'm making the most people happy with me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So kings would love this. 
And they, they love they this apostate. This is the apostate church. They are the opposite they have, of the church. They have committed fornication. The reason the world hates the church, Jesus told his disciples, he didn't even make it negotiable. He said, they will hate you. And the reason they hate you is because they hated me first. And the reason they hate me is because I show them that their deeds are evil. Mm -hmm. Right? I show them that this is right and wrong. And people hate that. Mm -hmm. Right? So he's, he's made it clear. The, the church is never going to be popular mm -hmm. unless the church is an apostate church. Then it's very popular. Because it makes everybody is. feel good about whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Right? So the kings are committing fornication. The inhabitants are drunk with the wine of that fornication. So he carries her away and he sees this woman mm -hmm. on a beast, a scarlet colored beast, sort of a pretender wearing the right color, right? Full of names of blasphemy. Do you find it, do you, do you hear Solomon? Mm -hmm. I do. So Solomon talks about his beloved coming out of the wilderness, mm -hmm. you know, clothed in these beautiful garments, the church. He's right. She's clean and, and she's, she's beautiful and she's, and she's holy and she's been prepared. But now we have Satan's lady. bride or live-in or, or or prostitute mm -hmm. coming out of the wilderness. John is in the wilderness to see her and riding this but, beast. She rides the beast is what that political power that the ruler of everything. The one that forget. is a world power. Don't forget too. She's full of names of blasphemy. So blasphemy is anything that when God says this. And you say the opposite, or you attribute anything from God, God to something that is not something God. Else is not God. Right. And then has seven heads and ten horns. Where have we seen that before? Seven ancient and most powerful kingdoms. They're in Daniel's vision. And John is on number five, I think, when he is. Or I don't remember. I think he's at five. But anyway, we have seven kingdom, world powers, dominating powers. But at the time the beast arrives, there's ten right mm -hmm. world kings mm -hmm. you know what that means those in power of political authority and influence that all come under the heading of the beast mm -hmm. and how they have all through time this ripples through history mm -hmm. and how they've always compromised mm -hmm. the truth for power and money mm -hmm. how they've always compromised the true word of god for something that's more convenient mm -hmm. i talk to my kids about idols and that's what the abominations here are mm -hmm. idols. idols i talked to my kids about idols this week and i said people love idols because an idol is when you can, if you know the right words and you know the right actions, you can make God do what you want. Mm -hmm. So God is your slave. That's why people love idols, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But God is no one's slave. You are his servant. Mm -hmm. He tells you what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that is the big difference. Mankind has wanted to be God since the garden. Yes. That's why we make idols, that we make a God we can control. And we can have a formula for manipulating. And you will never manipulate God. You will never deceive God. You'll never go around Him. He is what He is forever. Even though we think we're so smart. We're not. We're not so smart. We're not so smart. Um, I want you to notice, and I think we're only going to get to verse 5, but I want, I want you to notice that the woman is arrayed in purple and scarlet. Mm -hmm. And she's decked out she's with royal. gold and precious stones and pearls. And I, I don't know, for some reason, this phrase sticks out in my crawl every time I see this. Mm -hmm. Having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And there's something about that word filthiness that always just makes me go, what she has in this cup to drink, right? What she has in this golden chalice that she's holding up. We would probably 
not even want to look at, right? To see. And it says, and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery. 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 And I want you to remember that over in 2 Thessalonians, I had to look it up again. Uh, Paul tells them, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. So it wasn't, it's not new. She's been here a while. So now, the picture the that you get. mystery to me is, she looks so good. But she's an the, old prostitute too. But she's been since the beginning. Yes, she's not a new prostitute. She's not, but, but she's mm-hmm. always, she's the mystery because the people that, that don't so know Christ mm-hmm. don't recognize her. She looks right. And upon her forehead was a name And you written. can't, you couldn't even, she's holding the cup up, you just see a golden cup. Mm-hmm. But what should, what's inside that cup? Is important. Is what you're deceived and you're kept from seeing. Miss John gets the vision of it. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. I think we have to stop there. But I want you to think and about... And that word is like amazement, mm-hmm. not approval. Not approval. He's like, I'm shocked at what we're looking at. Right? That, that this, this person responsible in all for things. allowing since the beginning the... Uh, Stephen, right before he stoned, says, which of the prophets have you not killed? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says that. Or I don't remember. I think it was Stephen. It might have been Jesus himself. says, which of the prophets have you not stoned and killed? Because this great prostitute, this great unloyal person to God, has murdered believers in God Forever. since the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, that's why the that's beast why is red. The beast is the blood that she has taken of innocent people. And we don't think about that. We think, oh, everybody get along if we just, you know, quit having religious differences. Everybody would just get along. We'd all have peace on earth. Well, that's what the Antichrist will say. Well, here's That's what he'll tell you. You can have peace on earth if you get rid of Christ because so he's the troublemaker. Here's just a little spoiler for what we're getting ready to go into. The king's destroyer. Yeah, the kings that loved her so much five seconds ago. Destroy her. Destroy they destroy her. her. When she's not used so, to anymore. And so that's just a little little temptation until you get in there. But then we see some more things happen. Yeah. So, so sum it up. Let's wrap it up. I'm sorry that we're running out of time, but we, we have. Um, it's an interesting, there is there is so many things that you just have to kind of leave alone and, and go on. But um, it's a big, it's a, it's a revealing of things that we kind of already, I mean, we've... My only word of caution before we turn this off is quit looking at people to point at when you read this. Yes. And, and ask yourself, is any of this in me? And am I and am I sitting in a church that is not saying you must be born again? Am I sitting in a place and thinking I'm okay because everybody's having a very nice, be nice to people speech, and then I go feeling really good about myself and my sin? If you are run from that place and go to a place that tells you that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the only way to heaven, and you must be born again. I mean, that's what you need to know. Check you. Check you. I agree. Right? I agree. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week, hopefully. We'll pick up where we left off right here.